Welcome into the weirdest Wednesday you've ever experienced because today you may have noticed that it's not a movie title that is a tippy-tap title and it is in fact a TV show that we're doing today. A little something called The Master, a little something that involves a certain hero of ours, one of our favorites, a little guy named Shokazugi. And by little guy, I mean a six-foot fucking man. Yeah, with Guy Liner. With Guy Liner. Yeah, the inventor of Guy Liner, as far as I'm sure I, I know. I believe uh, Robert Smith of The Cure said, I got Guy Liner off of Shokazugi. Many people don't know that Shokazugi was highly influential in the budding goth scene. And people, I mean, Susie and the Banshees, she cites them all the time. It's like, whatever show was doing. Yeah. It was it called Shosie and the Banshees. It was originally called And then he's like, Shosie. you cannot do that. And no. she said, all right, I'll say Susie. Uh, just to get background on everything here, of course, me and Maria are recording this on the same day. We recorded a recent episode. Yeah. We My won't voice tell you is one. really rough sounding. It's because I talked for two hours about Dirty Harry just an hour ago. That's right. And we talked like an hour of bullshit before that. Right. And then, after we were done, our little intermission break was to watch a little something called Bash at the Beach 2000. Yeah, that got me in the mood. Uh, we just finished what they called... an. For the re- non-wrestling fans, this probably makes perfect sense to you. A wedding gown match. Yeah, where the object is to strip your opponent of their wedding gown. And there was a cake involved. And you're not going to believe this. Somebody got thrown in. <laughs> so you had the girl wearing white. I'm the sorry. Girl that w- a woman wearing white. She, she acted like a girl. Uh who briefly dated George Clooney. She thought she hit the jackpot. No he, way. Kicked, George Clooney? Yeah, then he kicked her to the curb and married that woman. She was wearing the, like, inch-high skirt. Trashy. Or, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, it was a trashy dress. Yeah, it was a tiny, trashy dress. So it's like anytime she barely bent over, you would see up yeah. her skirt. She was known dress. for it. She did have great legs. She had long legs. And she, and she wearing, knew how to use them. Yes, yeah, she did. Well, she I don't know. Her dancing was pretty rough. Yeah, her dancing was... Very white girl. It's very Heather Locklear era Magnum. Another great tip. Not Magnum. uh, What was the... Sean Connery... Not Sean Connery. Oh, God. (laughs) William Shatner. William Shatner. I'm drawing a blank on the show, too. (laughs) We did it. It's not Houston. No, it's definitely not Houston. Oh, Millie's coming in now. (laughs) Everybody's having fun. Millie, you're fucking annoying me. When you know we no longer have when sadly when her life comes to an end and we no longer hear this we're gonna miss this you're gonna miss this but what you're not gonna miss is the master that's right so anyways we've been watching wrestling some of the shittiest matches uh uh Mars the brain trust of one Vince Russo aka Shitstain yeah we've taken that. We have taken the toy away. We're going to get Millie a nice new chair. All right, enough wrestling talk. I want to get into the master. 
Griff, I remember this show. It came out in 1984. Oh. I was hyped to see this show. I did not know who Shokazugi was at the time. I don't know why people were like so ninja crazy in the early 80s, but they were. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I don't remember. I never heard about Enter the Ninja or Revenge of the Ninja when I was a kid. But then when you're, when you're a kid, you don't know what's going on in the world. My mom would never take me to these movies. So I didn't know how influential they were that you would get a network television program. I believe it was on NBC. Okay. I was hyped for it, though. I wanted to see this. I never saw an episode of The Master when it originally aired. It only aired for half a season, 13 episodes. Probably, If we, if we have fun with this, we'll probably do them all. There's, yeah, 13 whole um, here's the, the I Here's the rationale, I think. I might be, this might be a Mandela effect, but I wanted to see it. I never saw it. I believe this, this feels like one of those shows that would have been on Friday or Saturday, you know, when people are out doing shit. It's so only like kids are watching TV, so they'd have like the kid shows. Because this is obviously a show for kids. Yeah. Even though someone is almost raped in this, this I mean, uh, I, I know you don't want to draw a parallel to it, but based on what we were just talking about with the wrestling show we just watched, it seems like a lot of things were geared to kids that just happened to attract some adults. Yeah. And so this is 84, remember. And at the time, Channel 4 would show Tiger Games, if you can believe that. I can't because I remember growing up with the UPN. Yeah. It would usually be on a UHF channel beforehand. Yeah. Like his Pistons were always on Channel 50. Can you tell us what the other, the, the flip side of UHF is? Network. Network. So UHF cable? is like local. No. Oh, ABC, UHF was the, was the extended version. Channel 20, Channel 50, like yeah. local channels. Okay. That's UHF. And then the network is 247 here. Ultra high frequency is what I believe UHF stands for. Okay. But yeah, it was low, it's local channels. And uh, so it was on the NBC affiliate. And I believe, and this is, remember, this is 84 when they won. So they were hot. So I believe it always got preempted for Tiger Games. I, don't, I wanted to see it. I never fucking saw this show. Okay. This could be a Mandela effect, but I think that's the rationale why I did not see it. So this was my first time, my second time. I watched it again and said, hey, we got to do this show. Watching the show. And it's, I mean, it's great seeing Shokazugi getting some fucking network exposure. I don't think it did anything for his career, but because remember, this is the era where we're still not ready for an Asian hero. Yeah. So he's got to be the villain, and we need an elderly white man to be the master. I just love that it's like you you had this show that you saw the commercials for as a child, yeah. and they stuck with you. Advertising was that good, and you had limited access to... You only had, at this time, I don't know if... Yeah, we didn't... Maybe we had cable by this time? I don't know. I think so. But yeah, even when you had cable, there was limited channels. Right. But it, it's just hard, so you get the same advertisements over and over and over where you right. see this shit, and you're like, wow, I want to see this. And this Who- was the height of fucking like ninja martial art mania. We had martial art theater on, on a UHF channel, Channel 20. Yeah. And so it was hot. If I may, Murray, may I? You may. Uh, I was just at my nephew's ninth birthday this weekend, and what were they watching when I got over there? The Master? Ninja... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. And it's the first time I saw parts of it as an adult. It doesn't hold up to the Golden Globus snuff. Really? Even with the the Vanilla Ice song? Wow. 
Go ninja. It wasn't go just, ninja. I go. Want, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just so lost because I didn't prepare this at all in my brain. I was not the one who said this. It was my sister and my brother who were both like, this scene is a lot longer than I remember. The Go Ninja scene is nine minutes long, and it is dry and boring. I don't know how kids enjoyed it, but yes, I fucking love that you movie. You see uh, Detroit's own Kevin Nash's Super Shredder? I've never even seen this movie, yet I know this. I don't know that. Uh, I don't mm. remember seeing that part. At that part, I think yeah. I was outside. You become Super Shredder, a giant version yeah, of Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember seeing that, and I don't think I saw it when I was there because we were in and out and eating and... Birthday cake and that bullshit. Did anybody fall into the cake? Nobody fell into the cake, and no one wore a wore a wedding dress. So that's good. I'm sorry to say that, but this is the kind of shit I love. This advertisement. We've done an episode of a show, uh, two episodes of a show. Maybe that, there's a commercial for this that has good audio. We can play it on this episode. I, I will. I will look into that. I'm writing it down right I'm sure now. Sure, there find, is. Find find a. The Master, the Friday at 8 on NBC, WXYZ. Commercial. Because we did the show that was from my childhood, the martial arts show, uh, WMAC. Oh, the yeah. World Masters Association Championship or whatever yeah, it was. Um, that was did, a little more sophisticated than the Master, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was more about the arena fighting than it was like the storyline and all that, but that was a show from my childhood. I saw the commercials. I saw a couple episodes, and it stuck in the brain. And that's what happens to memory. That's the interesting about a brain. So here we are, years later. Almost 40 years later, 39 years later. Talking about the master. And I got to say, Murray. It's on I, Tubi, by the way, the entire yes, series. Watch it so. for free on Tubi. Get an ad blocker. Murray, would you like to tell people? It, you know what? My ad blocker did not work on Tubi. It didn't? It lessened them. I still got some. You didn't get just like a black interruption for a split second and then back to it? No, I would get a commercial, but oh. it wouldn't be multiple commercials. We like, need to talk about that then. Okay. I need to help you out. You need to get, we need to get a screen share thing going with your computer and me. Okay. We can do that and then I can help you get that figured out because I have never seen a Tubi commercial in my life. Oh. And we've watched a lot of movies on Tubi now. Yeah. So we can figure that out. But. The master. The master. Uh, Lee Van Cleef, looking very frail and elderly. He died like five years after the show was canceled. So, yeah, we talk about Bronson being old in those 80s canon movies. But, I mean, I like seeing Lee Van Cleef. He's a, he's a great uh, old school tough guy. I love Lee. Uh, he's the bad of the good. Yeah. We talked about the good, Clint Eastwood, last week. Now we're talking about the bad, Lee Van Cleef. We need to do an Eli Wallach movie next. I don't even think you meant to do that, but we got Clint and we got Lee. I did not mean to do that. These things just happen. That's the, how my brain works. That's just how it works. And in this show, we get the good, Lee Van Cleef, the bad, Shokazugi, and the ugly, Timothy Van Patten, a.k.a. Salami. <laughs> Max Keller is his character name. God, um, so I watched this this morning in bed with coffee. Uh, Kayla was next to me, and she's she was questioning every name in this show. What's wrong with Max Keller? Well, Max was or a John she, Peter McAllister. She, she was just like, why is that guy named Max? Why is this ninja named John? Why is the sheriff Kyle? Wait, what? Why can't a ninja be named John? He's a white guy. I don't know. 
These were should he adopt hey, a Japanese name? I was working on notes. I'm focused on our notes. I'm not listening to her. I'm acknowledging. <laughs> well, how do you her. know what she's saying? Because <laughs> I have to listen. But I'm not. I'm not gonna go down that path and figure out why she thinks that's weird. It's not weird at all. It's, it's not weird, weird that at she all. thinks it's weird. It's weird that she thinks. What What should a ninja names be, Murray? John Peter McAllister. Exactly. Okasa. Okasa. That's a good ninja name. So what she's saying is, if you're not Japanese, you're not allowed to be a ninja. She might be ninja shaming. Is she gatekeeping? I think she is a little bit. Is she all about cultural appropriation? Like, no, you can't do this, John Peter McAllister. I think she I think she is. But John Peter McAllister can do it and he does it well in this fucking episode. I love him. He's got he's got the perfect long neck, tiny head. He looks kind like a, a dumb He thing? looks like a dum dum. The sucker. Oh. That's what I thought. I was like, what flavor is uh uh Lee Van Cleef? I was disappointed, but I think he did it for the character. He did not have the gold hoops that we usually associate uh with Lee, Lee Van, Van Cleef. Yeah. I was I was disappointed. But Maybe they would show through the ninja mask. I don't know. I wanted it. But all right, this is the very first episode, and we get a intro. A narration. Well, we get a little, like, on this episode of The Master. Oh, yeah, they do. They, Why do they do that? Why are they? I guess the, it's cla- the Lurian. Isn't it classic TV from that era to always show you, like, here's what you're... Because the A-Team yeah, did it? Yeah, but I don't know why. A-Team did it. Columbo did it. Like, all the shows of the 70s, I think, did that. Kojak didn't do it. Kojak. Well, Kojak was sophisticated. Right. Columbo was made for a dumber audience. It just happens to be one of the fucking greatest shows ever. But, yeah, they always give you, like, the glimpse of here's here's the arc of the story. Right. And we see a lot more familiar faces that we'll get to later on. But, all right, so now we know what we're in for. With the master, we get that great generic opening song that we played in the opening. Not the <laughs> fucking Primus song. But it's like, I that's where I've heard that a million times before. I think they just like said, "Is there any public domain music we can use for this fucking show?" <laughs> and we get like the like silhouettes and ninjas dueling. That was kind of cool. No, I like that. Yeah. And then we now we meet our hero. Max, I don't know why his name Max. Why is he named Max? Max Hi, Keller. My name's Max Keller, and I live a pretty rad life. I immediately hate this guy. He's he's riding around in the Captain America red brown van. I was, thank you. I was gonna with. Say that. Did you notice there was a dirt bike in the back? There was just like red brown. Yes. Captain America cycle. My Captain America. Fucking gerbil abuse going on here. What was this? The. This is the prototype to all the Marvel quips that are going to happen. The gerbils come into too many jokes, and that killed me. Well, that probably killed that gerbil, what they were doing to it. Yeah. So Max, as usual, because he narrates the show, because this, this, this show, like we think you're idiots if you're watching this show. So we are going to spoon feed you every little thing. Right. We need to center it kind of around like a teen white boy to make you identify with the story or something. Right. And so Max is a kind of a <laughs> rascal, if you will. Yeah. He, He's, we immediately see him being thrown out the window of a bar. And right. what, is he wearing an army jacket? He was. He was going full scratch. And so he gets into trouble a lot. It's what we're learning from this scene. 
and he he narrates, explains that he was helping out a couple that were being harassed by bikers. He like they started the '80s voiceover type stuff. Look, I know what it looks like here. I'm getting thrown out of a bar window, but I gotta tell you. I was in there, and some bikers were harassing a woman, and I tried to stop them, and I got harassed for it. So, like we said, he's a little rascal, so he loves to do pranks. So he gets thrown out. He goes to his fucking rape van, opens it up. There's some fucking wire there. So he goes to all the bikers have their bikes lined up, of course. He ties their bikes to a semi. Did you notice one of them? I don't know how he did this. The wire was underneath the tire of a semi. Did he pick it up? I don't know. Did he push it? We've been talking a lot about magicians in the last few weeks. He David Blaine's this motherfucking uh, rope, whatever it was, underneath the tire somehow. And I want to know how we did it. So the bikers are chasing the couple out, ready to rape them, right out in the open, in front of God and everybody. This is the part, this is the first part that confused me about this show, Murray. The bikers all come out. There's the 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 hanging awning, you know, so you don't get rained on if yeah. you pull up. And they come out with a girl. There's 12 bikers to this one girl. The one girl is not asking. There was a guy with her. That was her, like, husband. Oh, there was? It was a couple being attacked. Oh, shit. I didn't even yeah. notice that. I didn't even notice the guy. But he's a pussy, so he, he's just getting harassed, too. Right. They're, they're getting his uh, butt uh, whipped creamed up, ready to pick up a cherry. And so they, like, the 12 bikers come out with the couple, and Max flies by them in his van. Yeah, almost kills everybody. And they go, that's Max Keller. We're going to get him. What are what are we gonna learn about Max Keller? His name must precede him because I didn't even know they knew who he was. Exactly, he's a drifter. He's a vagabond. He's drifting through. Did you just use a homosexual slur? Vagabond? Oh, I thought you said something else. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I said vagabond. Uh, so <laughs> I see what you mean there. Um, he does have a gerbil, so I don't know what you were putting together. Is he going for Richard Greer? Richard Gear. Oh, did I say Greer? Yeah. I must have been thinking of the cheese. Um, so flies by the mirror goes, that's that Max Keller. We got to get him. So they're like, we can't rape this woman now. Yeah. Kind of puts dampens the spirits of everybody. So they jump and one by one. They don't learn that because they're dumb bikers. Apparently a guy flies off his bike and the other guy goes, well, I'm going to do it. Now. I'm not going to look back. Yeah. Nobody has situational awareness. Everybody. It's. Every action scene we've seen where one guy fights the master alone instead of ganging up and beating the guy up, they all just like one by one, like, oh, fuck, that happened to you? That's the rules. Unlike in real life, there's honor among thieves in movies where you go, hey, no, that's not cool. That's not cool, man, to gang up on a guy. We got to go one by one. One by one, man. So Max is cracking up, talking to his gerbil, Henry. All right, we got to talk about Henry. This guy's such a piece of shit. He doesn't even have a fucking like enclosure cage for Henry. He's literally on, on a wheel that's strapped to the dashboard of his van, and there's like a little tray with some bedding he can piss and shit on. Yeah, that's it. He he's, he's nowhere to go. He has to be on perpetually on this wheel. I will tell you, even so, when, he's like Conan. I I was the owner of multiple rats, and you even put a litter box in there so they don't have to piss and shit on their bedding. So this. Poor old gerbil slash hamster is living in its own filth. Well, he can't stop. He's constantly on that wheel. Yeah. 
And he makes jokes about it. Max thinks this is hilarious because he's a fucking tween boy. Not probably a teen boy. He's an adult. He's driving a car. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he it still, acts like a tween. It could still put him at teen, though. He's, he's not. He's, he's 20, I'm going to say. 20? Remember, he travels the world. He was in Saginaw, which I thought that was too, but he said Saigon. He did not say Saginaw. So after we have learned about Henry, after we've seen the bikers get torn one by one, where do we go, Murray? We got to go to Japan. We're talking about ninjas here. Uh, yeah, thank you. We see our, our, the man, and we get a narration. He, Max Keller knows all of this. He's explaining the first, I, I don't want to, forgive me for the racial slur, the first Occidental ninja. <laughs> Play John Peter McAllister, played mm. by Lee Van Cleef. He's in his he's in his uh, like dojo house, made paper walls, all the get up. He's got his little bird in his cage. He's releasing it because he's leaving Japan. Everything is empty in his house. It's just him and his bird, very close up. Is the house empty though? I believe it was. Was is Almost. the operative word. Almost empty. Because he senses something. His ninja yeah. senses tingle. There's a lot of tingling in this yeah. uh, show. Right in the balls. That's where your ninja senses reside. If you've ever felt it, I don't know if a woman can feel the ninja tingling. Well, because they don't have balls. I thought no. that, I thought women can't be ninjas, Griff. I thought women could because their testicles were in them. You got a point. I don't know. Abra? You're our only female friend. Do you have internal testicles? Cynthia Rothrock might be able to help us. She definitely has testicles. <laughs> we got to do another Cynthia Roth. We've only did one. I know, and it's one of our favorite. We constantly refer to it, uh, and we've never done another one. That's the way our show works. That so is. he's releasing the bird. Free, go free, my bird. Wait, not as wiener. No. You said you releasing call, the bird. Is that what you call your dick? The I bird? thought people call their dick the... No, I mean, I giving someone the middle finger is releasing oh, the bird. Oh, I'm confusing that. Yeah, okay. Ninjas are afoot. And that's not another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reference. They're the <laughs> foot clan. And they attack him, and then we get a nice scene of a... What was up with that fucking stunt double? He had, like, a, a piece of, like... Carpet remnants like glued to his head to make it look like Lee Van Cleef's hair. Oh, yeah. Lee Van Cleef in this has... Lee Van Cleef's elderly. He's 80 years old. Yeah, he's got Monty Burns, you know, bald with the horseshoe hair. You know, yeah. it's short. It's not on the ears. But A little the... bit. It was scraggly. Oh, was it? Okay. It was scraggly. But yeah, then they, the standing they have for him, his hair's all over. It's just a piece of fucking carpet remnant. They just glued to the fucking guy's back <laughs> of his so head. so weird. And he's taking care of biz. He takes out all the ninjas. So now we go back to Max. Max is just driving down the road. Like you said, he's a vagabond. And, oh, no, Max explains because Max is a narrator. Yeah, you're sorry. Going, you're, yeah, I'm you're, sorry. You're, I'm we're sorry. Still, guys, let me help you out we here. We just did two hours on Dirty Harry, and then we had watched an hour of horrible wrestling. That's right. So Max is explaining how John... You know, after he's dealt with the ninjas, now he's trying to head over to U.S. because he just learned about a daughter he never learned about. I thought it was an estranged daughter. I thought he knew about her, but they were estranged. I didn't gather that. I thought it. the message was he just learned he had it a could be. 20-year-old daughter. And only clue he has is a piece of paper that says Ellerston, which must be the place where she's located. And Max goes on to joke because he's narrating this whole setup. And too bad for John, 
he thinks he's going to find his daughter, but he's going to be stuck with me. So John is getting on the plane, and immediately the show elevates because a car drives up as he's getting into the plane. And we know, we recognize that guy, Liner. Shokazugi, the evil ninja Okasa, who's trying to stop. He's who sent those ninjas to John's house, trying to stop. He's, got, he's wearing a tuxedo. He's looking great. Gets out of the car, throws a shuriken, hits John right in the back. But John stumbles into the plane, and it takes off. So was he the pilot, or was there a pilot? I'm going to say there was a pilot. I There is no other excuse for this. Back in Ellerson, Max, who just happens to be drifting there, yeah. happens Tokyo on... Tokyo drifting. Japan, get it? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, okay. uh, f- happens on a woman who's just running out of the woods, frantic, in a nice, sexy, you know, like uh, onesie. I don't know, you if know it was straight sexy, out of the airstrip. She was looking great. It's a young Demi Moore, a pretty famed Demi this Moore. This was Demi Moore. Yeah, she looked. I thought she looked great. That's why, the, like, yeah. you know, Marie. Sometimes you talk about it, like actors who draw your eye. Yeah. Demi Moore has that because yeah. I was like, who is this nobody? I can't yeah. stop looking at her. Yeah. I, I'm still not a fan of her husky voice, but she looked great. She's telling us, actually, she sounds like I do right now. She barely talked to this. I didn't even notice. And uh, he sees a hot babe, so he's like, hey, I got to pick you up. So she jumps. She jumps in his car. He starts releasing the fly, and he's like, here's my friend Harry, and also this is my penis. So... While he's driving, he's playing a little Mozart. You know, he's a cl- he's not just a dumbass, or he's right. got fucking he's he's got taste. He sees that she's wearing lo- like blue collar shit, so he's like, "Let me change it over to some like Molly Hatchet or something." She's like, "No, I love classical." And he's like, "That's something you and Henry got in common." And then we see a nice poor fucking hamster on that wheel again. Jesus Christ! And then she's like, "Get out of here! There's somebody chasing me!" And lo and behold, there's somebody chasing them. It's Sheriff Kyle. Right. Max is asking, like, uh, you know, I'm all into helping a macho babe, but what the fuck's going on? A macho babe? Well, the voice. Oh. You're always going on about the voice. Husky babe. Husky babe? Okay, I'm sorry. Not macho, husky. You're always talking about. If she was macho, she wouldn't need to help. She would kick ass herself. She would just kick ass. Okay. Well, bullets kill even the machoist of man. Uh, so she points out, yeah, there's someone following us, and it just happens to be Sheriff. Uh, he just tried to rape me in the woods. Yeah, could you take me to Trumbull Field, where my father is? And Max is like, sure. She's like, what do you got under this fucking hood? Another six of those, and points to Henry. The hamster. Sher- it's not enough, because apparently Sheriff Kyle has seven hamsters running his car, because he catches up to them. And I love this, because they... Sh- they're like Holly keeps going on about how Sheriff Kyle, he's the worst man ever. We cut over to Sheriff Kyle. He's taking pot shots at them, relaxed driving, arm on the window with a gun pointing out of it, just go big old fucking Gary Busey smile shooting at them. He was eating a meatball sandwich, too. I don't know how, where, where. Does he got a hog? Does he got a hog that holds his sandwiches? A hog? Maybe it's a hamster. I don't know. He's got one. Apparently, hand on- everybody's automobiles run on hamster power. Hand on the wheel, hand on the gun, sandwich in the mouth. I don't understand it. I don't know either. But <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? Max. It's like 
Hey, I got You're this. too busy thinking about Sheriff Kyle's hog. I got this move I can do. And he just kind of like veers a little off to the right. And that fuck fucks up the sheriff. Dude. He must have dropped his sandwich. Dude, he, no, and it no. was hot, dude. It was boiling hot. So it landed right. And remember, <laughs> wait, remember. Wait, wait. You don't know this. He's not, we can't see this, but remember, he tried to rape Holly, so he's not wearing pants. Yes, okay. So a hot meatball marinara <laughs> went on his fucking dick? It was, okay, <laughs> if it was a boiled sandwich, Sheriff Kyle is a monster. You would never want a boiled meatball sandwich. Who no. boiled? You did. I did not. No, we'll review the tape. You said boiled. I, said, I probably said boiling hot, but I didn't say boiled. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. <laughs> you, you probably did say boiling hot. Now, the marinara's probably boiled. Yeah, you're right. right. No, you're right. right. Yeah. You're right. I see what you're going for yeah. there. But marinara sauce is not water boiled. Agree on that. It's, no, it's not. Okay, so we agree on but that. But they both can bubble when they're boiling They hot. definitely do bubble. I hate cooking marinara sauce because it gets all over my fucking stove. Okay. So he's <laughs> it, he burns the head of his dick. He loses control. Hits this like we've seen Dukes of Hazard. There's natural ramps. Nature abhors a not a ramp. It's yeah. got there's has to be ramps everywhere. Yeah. So he car flips. Yeah. He gets out, fucking explodes. Like because it's the '80s, cars have to explode. But we do see that Sheriff Kyle tucks away Deputy Dickhead, and uh, you know they're safe. Yeah. Puts a bandaid on it, and he's ready to go. Deputy Dickhead. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, John, what's John been up to? Well, he's hitching a ride to uh, the field, too, Trumbull Field, too, because that's his next lead. And he's got this nice uh, black man, picked him up. He's just catching up some Zs. John's just relaxing. And the guy's like, damn, I thought you were dead. You were barely breathing. Let me tell. Do you have a good John uh, Lee Van Cleef voice? I don't even know. His voice is very It's so weird. Nondescript. So, John, Lee Van Cleef goes on to explain, let me tell you a tale. And he's trying to do in that Asian whimsical voice. There's a lot of fortune cookie philosophy going right. on. Right. It's a white but guy writing this. I will I tell think. you about a, uh, a 16th century warrior who uh, sat underneath a waterfall, icy cold. 86 hours. For 86 hours with his hands above his head. And he did not pass out. Because he put his mind into his spirit and his spirit was a shield what was it murray it was bullshit it was he just read a fucking fortune cookie but he did close the door on his senses and he slowed his heart which apparently i'm guessing he probably uses this technique throughout the series right possum basically that's cool this first episode build that shit into it and of course the trucker does the normal trucker code do you want half my meatballs up you know he's like crazy honky and we learned not only does this guy hate honkies, Dirty Harry hates honkies. That's right. Max drops Holly off at the airfield, moves in for the old kiss. He's like, hey, I did something for you, bitch. You owe me. Right. And she's like, well, I, I was just almost raped 10 minutes ago. So he's like, oh, I see. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll back off. I'll be a gen- gentleman, man. And she's like, hey, but and then she sent us some crazy mixed messages I know, to Max. I, I know. This was so annoying. She, we under, I would understand. It's like, oh, yeah, you did almost get raped. And I would back off. But then she's like, hey, stop by the Cloverleaf Motel and have some champagne ready tonight for us. I, I know. I was so annoyed <laughs> by this because it's like, first of all, real reaction to a real situation followed up by... Yeah, I got a motel for you to go to. Go to the Cloverleaf and make sure to have champagne on ice for your guest tonight. Just, Me. 
just laying it out there without saying the words. But then she fucking, you know, she throws her hair back and she winks at him. And then she puts her finger in her mouth and flicks it at him. And I'm like, what Which, else by the way, mean? for all our longtime fans, meaning we've been talking about this for five years. May, now. Meaning this is our first episode. Yeah. Matt Sosi and only Joe Corey will get this. because The only people who've listened to every episode we've done. We did when we did our hair, hair, hair metal hate uh, bit. We did Rats Lay It Down episode. And the reason I want to do that episode, because there's a kid who does a hand gesture to this day. I don't know what it means. I begged people on that first episode, please tell me he licks his finger and then flicks it at the camera. All right, people. I came so close to finding out. There actually was on YouTube an interview with that kid, now a grown man, like 45 years old now. And they were talking. The whole point was to talk about this video. Right. And I'm and, disappointed because I asked you this specifically, and you're like, no, they didn't ask him that. Yes. I was, yeah, I was disappointed, too. But he did bring it up. He was like, yeah, it was weird because he was like, I was totally all into, like, this music. You know, I was playing the drums at this time. And I, oh, he was like, I him. wanted to, like, hang around and see the ship. I think they figured, like, I'm a kid. I shouldn't be around these creeps. Right. But he's just like, yeah, they, 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 they. they they told me to do that finger thing. Like, I got that it was sexual, kind of, but I didn't know what it was. So even he doesn't know. We, The director. We need to talk to the director. Apparently. Who allegedly is the grandson of Milton Berle. So I, if, he's still, if you're still alive, I want you a guest on the show. I want you to explain, break it down, everything about that finger flick. Because I'm like, I'm like... Is it like I'm getting my finger wet and I'm going to finger your pussy? Like, I don't fucking know what it was. Murray, we've been trying. Like, the purpose of this podcast is to have fun, to get conversation going with. But it's also like to educate. My, it, well, yeah, of course, we're trying to educate because we're the most sophisticated action podcast here around. Yeah. That's but right. it's supposed to get conversation going more, a little bit, a little bit more sophisticated, educated than where's the fucking movie? Uh, but that seems to be our uh, clientele right now. But maybe one day. So, anyways, on YouTube at least. Yeah, one day maybe. But anyways, we are going to the Cloverleaf where Max is deciding I can't go to my room first. I need to check out this sweet Cloverleaf bar. Yeah, man. And we get the nice narration of him going on with, "Have you ever met a ninja in a bar? It's pretty fun." Have you ever met a ninja in a bar? Pretty fun. And I'm hating Max even more. He Do, walks in. And it's then, so 80s. And then John walks in after him with a little kinjite. I thought he had a ventriloquist dummy in that. It was like this big suitcase. It was big, I was yeah. waiting for the ventriloquist act. Yeah. And then Sheriff Kyle rolls in right after John. So oh, we're getting all our players right into place. And we follow, of course, Max inside first. And he's greeted by some friends of Holly's, apparently. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, they just know him? Again, with this episode <laughs> in, like, he's leaving that first bar, and everyone's like, that's Max Keller. Now he's here. Hey, Max, come his, his sit with us. His name precedes him. The world's most famous vagabond. Like, yeah, like, just like a nobody with a piece of shit hair. I hate him so much. But and, I noticed there's one very exotic-looking yes. man Holy shit. with them. But the great, best guy liner I've ever seen. I was like, my eyes were drawn to that guy. I was like, that Johnny be bad? I didn't know who it was, but right. I was drawn to him. And they're all watching because we see the sheriff coming, and he's fucking 
arm wrestling Swinging people. Swinging his dick. It's healed. He's got Wolverine right. powers. I he's, don't know. He's snapping bitches over to him, slapping him on the ass, just wielding his badge like a, on. He runs this town. He runs Ellerton. Exactly. Ellerton. He's the sheriff. Yeah. And certain people would tell you sheriff have more power than the FBI themselves. So John walks up to the bar and he's like, what'll be, stranger? Well, it would be a Singapore sling, but I'm here for business. Do you know this woman? He pulls out the picture of his daughter. Hey, I just pulled drinks, buddy. I don't know nothing about nobody. You need to see the sheriff. He's right over there arm wrestling drunks for serious money. And sure enough, they cut over and we see Kyle finishing off another guy like strong you know why over the top over the top well he did have the hat he he pulled over lincoln hawk one time he says boy you teach me that technique and i'll let you off that's why in his did you notice his cowboy hat was pulled backwards yeah i noticed that i said that but i also noticed that in his cruiser he had the weight fucking system of course he did i didn't think it would work you thought it was for masturbation but no, it was for arm wrestling. I didn't think it would work with, like, obviously a semi, you know, uh, the the truck bed or whatever. It's, <laughs> you don't it's know tractor, either. It's a tractor trailer, so it's a tractor, right? <laughs> I guess so. But obviously that has a higher ceiling, so you got more, you know, you get the weights make more. And <laughs> instead you have a little cruiser. So I didn't think it had the same pull on it. Anyways. That's what she said. Anyways. So, Kyle's he just good. Def- breaks the guy's arm and just throws him away at the bar. This drunk goes into the bar. He's so upset. He knock he knocks into uh, John's briefcase, grabs it, and throws it at the sheriff. Right. Where apparently John had already opened it or something because it the burst locks, open. Yeah, the locks weren't that good on it. Yeah. And uh, Sheriff Kyle, remember, he runs everything. So he thinks he can griff anything he wants. He's like, yeah. what do we have here? Let me just go ahead and lick my griffin fingers. Like, <laughs> what are these black pajamas you got on? <laughs> Boy, would you call these gee because I call them gay? It's the 70s. I'm so it's sorry. It's the 80s, but you still in the 80s. You could be. Oh, I'm sorry. It is the 80s. You could be horribly homo. Uh, yeah, you could. Yeah. Homophobic. Homophobic, yes. <laughs> we're so, so unhomophobic. We right. We're homophobic. Yeah, which we've, we've grown in the past 40 years, people. <laughs> so he's like, he did say, what are these bandanas for? But uh, he's like, pulls out the fucking uh, katana, and he's like, what is this? It's katana. It's Japanese for sword. They just zoomed in. Like, for some reason, Lee Van Cleef was against a brick wall, and nothing didn't match up with the bar at all. He's like, it's Japanese. For sword and he like guy pulls it out and he's like you don't want to do that and then max interrupts did i do it what are you gonna do if you google katana you will not find the sword anywhere well you find I, you will find a katana this is not a katana it's a tiny little straight edge sword I don't know. You're the expert on ninja swords. So I'll, no, it's I'll simple. Say. Katanas have long, curved blades. This is a short, straight blade. That's it. You don't need to be Jack Bandolier to know this one. How? Sh- Wait, are you talking about the, the the other blade a samurai has? The short blade they use hair, they use for Harry Kier? You know, you know, you might be referring to one of those, but I think oh. even those blades are curved. And this be. is a straight blade. I'm pretty sure the three katana you see in all the mall ninja shit. Are curved. Well, like white people throughout history, we took somebody else's culture and perfected it. Yeah. So he made it straight. I know one's called like the Tonto, 
and I forget what the other one's called. But yeah, it's just a little straight sword. So Max sees a clearly elderly man. He's like, I got it in a fit. Yeah. And then that One, fucking that exotic looking man goes That that old man, I know him. That he guy can, can handle I, think, I saw I him. I think that guy can handle it. So. And this is again where I'm stopping I hit pause and I turned to Kayla. I was like, How do any of these people know any of these things right now? This is infuriating me because they're drifters. This guy just got into the fucking country. I know this man. He's serious. <laughs> what? Well, we don't know that. We just see this. Very odd-looking gentleman, <laughs> all right? I'm not, I'm not casting aspersions or judgment. He does wear a guy liner. But Guys. it was 84, like we said, Robert Smith. It was cool. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought, he was working I, on a look. I just thought he was into the... He's cur- trying to bring guy liner to Ellerston. Pornography is a great album. Okay. It's a great, it's a great uh, uh, subgenre of cinema, too. But <laughs> Max like, no, I got to intervene. I'm Max Keller. He's like, yeah, we know. Everybody knows Max Keller. So he steps in between, and like the sheriff's ready to fucking kill him with the fucking sword. And Max does the, the most w- horrible sweet stand kicks, barely gets his feet off the ground, kicks at the at Sheriff oh, Kyle. Oh, my God. Can I get you a gift for sweet stand to throw? Can you find one? If you uh, can't find one, let me one know, another. because people need to know what a sweet stand <laughs> kick is. Okay. I might need... I don't know if I can get you a kiss. I think Matt Matt Sosie can do it. He's always sending me Ronnie Garvin gifts, so he knows okay. how to torture me. Either way, we need to get that, and we need to, uh, if I can, I will get you fucking uh, Max Keller doing this kick because sweet Stan all day. So a big fight breaks out, a big schmaz, and John's about to get involved and put an end to this, and the bartender grabs his shoulder. You will not intervene. And then John just turns around and goes, on his nose, knocks him unconscious. It's a Three Stooges move, and it knocks the fucking bartender out. Max backs into John, who straps out, thank you for correcting this, yeah. a Takaji. A, t- a Takaji. And I tried to look this up. I couldn't yeah. find it. I was spelling it I have wrong. no idea if they got it right. That's what he said. Yeah. I have no idea if that's the proper name. Right. It's, it's the Tiger Claw thing, where they climb walls, scale walls with. Right. And they're also used for deflecting sword blades. Apparently. I don't know if we've yeah. ever seen this used this way. I think Show has done it before. It would I make mean, it makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah, for Show. Yeah. Show is Well, involved. you know Show supplied all the weaponry, because he, he does all his own weaponry. 1,000%. And he, he probably had a lot to do with the fight choreography as That's well. That's what makes me sad that this show got canceled, because it was focused on Max. Even Lee yeah. Van Cleef could have been carried by Show's greatness. Show's carried so many uh, green right. actors. Frank O'Nero. Exactly. Frank yeah. O'Nero. So when then it's basically show's role is the fucking same role he had in Inner Ninja. He's he's upset. He's jealous of a white guy who's better at him at ninja shit. Right. So it works. Uh, Max is blocking the fucking katana with the, the tiger claws. But a couple of drunks swarm him after he's taken out the sheriff. The sheriff gets knocked down. Drunks swarm him. Throw him through a shelf of glasses. <laughs> he's constantly being brutally thrown through shit and just no selling it. Just yeah. Walking it's, off. It's the joke of the show. And literally before he went into the bar, Max told his hamster, Harry, don't worry. I have a good feeling about this bar. I won't be exiting like I normally do. Which is a joke on the yeah. first scene, and, and sure enough, after through the glasses, right. 
He goes through the front window. Right. And they do a cut to the hamster who starts running. <laughs> he's worried. That's all he can do because he's trapped in that wheel. So John's like, all right, I have to cool the situation down. I have to intimidate these people so they won't. We can calm everybody down. So he, sh- he does a little demonstration of his ninja skills. Or should I say the stunt man with the naga hide taped to his head? <laughs> because Wait, did, what is it called? Naga hide? Yeah. What's naga hide? It's just like a, like a fabric, I think. Because literally the album that the Lee Van Cleef Primus song is on is called Great Naga Hide. It all flows together. <laughs> I, that's April. so funny. <laughs> Life is like a wheel, as Megaforce guy said. It always turns, comes around. It always comes. It's almost flat circle territory. So first, he pulls out a shuriken, throws it, like slices off a lamp. It falls, falls on the falls pool down. table. Then there's like two arcade games. I hope this wasn't the bar Red Brown and Lou, uh, Lou Ferrino. We should also mention that like there was the the one tough pool guy yeah. who had the big curled up mustache. Yeah. Come on, Miller's not even out here. <laughs> Cowboy hat, vest on. Well, first, he sees two like old school arcade games, and there's a space in between, so he leaps in between and kicks out and knocks him over for some reason. Then he he fucking stares down that, that guy with the pool cue, grabs the guy's like gives it up, he's scared, gives it up, he snaps it across his back of his neck. And then there's this weird lattice type fucking situation going on inside the bar. Amazing. And apparently he was hanging by a loose screw because eight year old Lee Van Cleef kicks it and the whole fucking apparatus <laughs> falls down. And everybody's like, All right. You got us, partner. Well, I'd be, if you saw an 80-year-old do that, that'd be pretty scary. Murray, I, it's something jumped into my head while we were talking about this. Have you ever heard of uh, Aunt Lee's Meat Pies? Annie no. Lee's Meat Pies? No. It's Andy Sedaris-inspired meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. So you got some of the sex appeal of Andy Sedaris with the Texas Chainsaw kind of... We're going to cook people into pies. I think you should watch it. Oh, it's a movie. It's a movie. I thought you were talking about a real product. No, I'm sorry. It's a movie. Okay. Um, uh, Daniel Sons, uh master. Pat Morita? Is in it as the sheriff. Okay. Is this <laughs> on Mike's plaque? Yes, it is. Okay. I, I, I think you should watch it. I think it might be our material. That but it, reminds me. I picked up something at the secondhand store. It was one of those compilation like DVD sets, like eight movies for like five bucks. Yeah, it was called After Dark Thrillers. So there's a lot. There's like eight sex thrillers on there. So I'll check those out. Maybe we'll do another sex thriller month. I would love to do another sex thriller. One of them has Sybil Danning in it. So look into that. Okay, so Aunt Mi- Aunt Lee's Meat Pies, I believe it was called, and maybe some other movies that we talk about here. But anyways. Max has been in here. He's witnessed the awesomeness. He wants that awesomeness. He helps John into his band. Because John is still nursing that shuriken, even though it went in like, like a millimeter into his back. Millimeter. Well, he's still nursing. But it, it hit the proper pressure point, which all ninjas know. All ninjas know. So he's stumbling because you reopen the, the tiny little slit. It's like that. And he needs help into the van. Right. So we get to hear about... A, a crossing he had in Saigon. Well, we hear that Matt starts to think he's not Matt. Max is like familiar with ninjas because he met a guy in Saigon 
you wrote it down, and I thought the same thing. I thought he said Saginaw. It's he, not just us. Kayla was like, yeah. did he say Saginaw? Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? And I refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he said Saginaw too. Yeah, so Saigon? did I. Yeah, because, well, yeah, it would make more sense being in Saigon because that's Asia. It would make a lot more sense. And it's just Timothy Van Patten's such a mush mouth in this show. It sounded like he said Saginaw, Michigan. It wouldn't make any sense for Max's character to be in Saigon. Yeah, it would because he just travels all around the world. He's a vagabond. I thought he traveled around the U.S. No, he just goes wherever he, okay. wherever, wherever the winds blow. I, I'm not going to argue this. So John mentions his shuriken wound. He's like, oh, you know, this little wound. I need time to heal. Can you take me somewhere? Hey, I know this airfield with this hot babe with a husky voice. How about we go there? She might make out with me. So as we go there, we see here's a familiar face. Claude Aikens, a.k.a. Sheriff Lobo is uh, Holly's father, and he's talking with a, a man with very expensive lenses. He, me- he mentions how expensive his lenses he are. He takes his glasses off, and I was like, who's the bad guy here? Because he's scuffing them in his fucking dirty shirt and shit. He's rubbing his wiry, coarse hair on it. What are you talking about? Are you talking about Haviland? Yeah. He's very well-to-do. He's like, I'll think he's a lawyer. What are you talking about? Mm. He's not greasy and dirty. I'm saying that fucking... Uh, oh, uh, Trumbull? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs he know takes his glasses off of him. I, I thought he took him out of his pocket. I don't think he took... Did he take him off his face? Yeah, he was intimidating oh, okay. him, telling him... Yeah, well, Claude Aikens is a big guy. So, okay, we, this is a, a subject. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about with Nowhere to Run, the evilness of land developers who want to make malls. Everything. This I, hits, this hits Griff in his sweet spot because this is his bane of his existence is development. I know, I, well, it's not so much the, the building up, it's the building out. So should all be living on top of each other? Uh, I don't feel like we should be. I don't agree. I like to have my own fucking place. Fuck you. I'm not living in an apartment. You could have that place and people could have their place. Well, nobody's saying we can't, Griff. I don't know why you're so angry about it. Because we keep building out. And people keep buying it. Old people keep moving further out. And it's just, we chase them out. It's bad. It's not good. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's not. It's yeah, go go live in a city then. So, all right, now where the fuck are okay? So, ha- Haviland's like the lawyer, the hatchet man for this guy named J- another fucking guy named John. My biggest pet peeve when there's characters with the same names on a show or a movie. I wouldn't have known his name was John unless you told me though. I didn't even catch this. I just caught Christensen. It's John Christensen because I think Haviland called him John because they have that kind of relationship. So he's just like his middleman. He's like, look, we are going to we need to, f- to finish this develop much like in Nowhere to Run. They just need this one last place so they can finally have the dream of that mall, that fucking multiplex. And he's holding out. He's like, let me tell you something. There was a guy named Jimbo Trumbull. And he met a guy, I think you may have heard of him, named Wilbur Wright. And he came up with a little thing called air brakes. Mm-hmm. And Wilbur Wright said, hey, those are great. And, we, and Wilbur Wright said, this would be a great place for an airfield. And I think my daddy, my granddaddy, and Wilbur Wright know more than you do about land development. And he's just like, and that's when he pulls the glasses off, starts fucking, guy pulls a greasy fucking bandana, plaid, yep. just rubbing on it. We know what that means. And then he rubs it out. He's like, excuse me, those are very expensive lenses what would your father know about anything what would your father even know about a wedding gown match 
you lost for words. Struck me silent. I don't know anything about wedding gown matches. So he's like, you can take that and shove it up your ass, mister. So the guy's like, all right, I'm leaving. So now we got uh, Max shows up, and they're hiding uh, uh, John in a, a hangar. There's a right. cot there. He's like, you know. There's a minute where uh, Mr. Trumbull's a little upset about it, but Holly comes out to vouch for Max, and he's like, no, he's cool. Yeah, my old friend now, he's sleeping in your hangar too, so don't worry about that. Yeah, they're just, just cool with it. Yeah, he's like, whatever. So John's laying in bed. Holly gives, she's warming up to Max. She's a little peck on the cheek. She's like, got that champagne ready? You know it, babe. And John Max turns over to John, who it, it appears to be just passed out. Right. But then he just stirs. Did she kiss you on the, did, did she kiss you? Yeah, because this is a running thing. I hope this isn't a running thing for the whole fucking show. We we saw it in the, the semi with the, the, the truck driver. He's always asleep, knowing what everything that's happening. Yep. And he's like, how did you know that? And he's like, I'm a ninja. And then we get a little backstory. He's like, after the war, we don't know what war. Since I'm thinking Civil War. Because old fucking name ain't <laughs> He's like, I was, just, I was in Japan. I said, hey, this place is pretty cool. There's no fucking sprawl at all. Everyone's living on top of each other. Thank I you. love it. And then he's like, I decided to stay. And you know what? While I was there, I said, when in Rome, do as the ninjas do. And I became a ninja. Right. And he's like, you know, but I found out, or maybe I knew, I don't know, because we don't care enough to remember this. I have a daughter. Yeah. And I have to see her. Now, immediately, for some reason, now I have to see my daughter. Well, her last known uh, location, of course, was the Trumbull Airfield. And so, then we see that picture he has. She's in front of an airplane. So Mac, it's got to match. Yeah, Max even's like, yeah, that's clearly the Trumbull Airfield. I've been here for three days now, and I recognize that completely. Well, how about I make you a deal? You show me how to be a ninja, and then I'll help you find this your daughter. Oh, son, you have good qualities, but you can't do it. He did, not, he did not have an Asian accent. <laughs> He's the first. Remember, he's the first Occidental. I, I, okay, <laughs> too undisciplined. No emotional <laughs> commitment. You can just say it how you speak, Griff. You don't need to go into too undisciplined. <laughs> you did not. He did not talk like that. I, you, no, I. You said you're too under. You have no emotional commitment. You'll like quit. And he's like, he's like, no. I, he's like, what are you talking about? I'm totally emotional. He's like, that's your problem. You fucking flip and lose your shit. A ninja has must be calm at all times. And he's like, well, I guess if uh, you're not going to tell me to be a ninja, fuck you. I ain't going to help you. So he's like, see you around, old man. Good, Good luck, luck finding your daughter. daughter. Yeah. Good luck finding yourself, young man. Or as Griff would say, Good luck finding yourself. <laughs> I was trying to do a unique voice. I wasn't trying to do Asian. I just suck. Outside, Sheriff Kyle and his goons are pouring gasoline on all the uh, the airplanes, going the, through the hangar. We see Max take off, and then we see a match lit. As he, ta- as he takes off, his headlights flash, and we see that guy with those beautiful, expensive lenses. We get a glimpse of him. Yep. So we're like, he's got to be behind this shit. That's right. Holly runs out, sees Max leaving. She's, wow, Demi Moore acting her ass off here because she's, like, running without running. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awkward as shit. Waving. Goodbye, Max Keller. There's a reason she was the biggest star in the world in the early 90s. It was because of this episode. She filled out that air suit. 
turns around, sees the hangers on fire. Holy shit, we got to put this out. So she runs in, grabs a fire extinguisher. Oh, but it's too much. Too much smoke inhalation. John comes to, like, his senses, his balls start tingling. He smells that smoke. You see a shot of the smoke going under the door and billowing into his room, and he is a man who is long beyond the fog. And he smells the smoke, and he's like, nope, nope, no smoke on the water for this hombre. Wakes up, grabs his briefcase, and he's in action. Max, driving away, sees in his rear view the fire, so he spins around, comes back. He does a Sam, what's his name, from Nowhere to Run, and goes... Clyde and turns around. Well, he says, Holly. Clyde, Holly. Turns around. I know it makes sense. Well, at least her, she has a feminine name. I'm still trying to figure out Clyde. Well, you're trying to figure out if Holly has a masculine voice. She has or a, a masculine boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> and masculine boy, feminine why, name, that, feminine name, yeah, masculine that's voice. That's why Demi Moore has no songs written about her, and Roseanne Arquette has two. I've been listening to too much Peter Gabriel right now. So. Uh, they turns around. They uh, j- fucking John's like he comes into the hangar. She's passed out from smoke inhalation. He's like, only way I can get out is through the plane. And we learn that he, apparently he can. Fl- Maybe he did fly the plane because he knows how to fly a plane. I love this. He knows how to drive it. At you least. didn't notice it. I noticed that they played Puma Man's flying music for this scene where he jumps in the plane and dry- just crashes it through the gate windows, like the 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 garage door. Yeah, the door, yeah. Yeah, it just blows through it, parks five feet in front of the doors, and then he pulls Holly out. And then it explodes, didn't it? It explodes, and then Holly wakes up. Like, all this happens in 15 seconds. Man, it's like... I never understood wrestling logic until I watched TV. Like, people do get knocked out for apparently 30 seconds at a time. So, uh, well, yeah, that, that's usually how long it is. Unlike in movies where you get punched and you're out for like three hours. You have serious brain trauma if you're passed out for three hours from a punch. <laughs> no, no, I agree with that. Like I usually your brain gets scrambled for like a few seconds and then you come too. You know? I, like, yeah, I haven't been I haven't blacked out from being like accosted or anything, but I've blacked out in situations and it it was minutes before I came to. What were you blacking out from? That was when I was at Theater Bazaar in oh, uh, yeah, Detroit. Oh yeah, that weird episode. I had that weird I've been episode. punched so hard I saw stars, but I never really blacked out. Yeah, it was like a flash of lights. What? How old were you? My thirties. Shit. Oh, that was when I got jumped. That was when you got jumped. Yeah. I was gonna so, say. So uh, yeah, it was like it must have just rattled your optic nerve or something because right. it just like, it wasn't like literally stars, but like a flash of light. That's got to be like a full body, just like what the fuck? Because you don't get like yeah. I haven't been in a fight since I was a kid. Yeah. So just being in that situation would just be like every endorphin just going crazy like what well, i'm the sure fuck? i had an undi- undiagnosed concussion but you had no. to have yeah, yeah that was but. a fucked up situation man so unlike this situation where like max rides up like how do you do that i could have been a ninja get out he just drove a fucking plane through a door like there's no ninja skills involved we this. do need to point out when max was driving in i believe it was sheriff kyle takes a couple shots at him Oh, and okay. Kyle just hides down and then drives up. Nothing. Nothing. So they're like, there's no way that guy with expensive lenses and Sheriff Kyle would be smart enough to do this. they got to be working for somebody. And I think I know who. How did he know? Was there? Oh, cause it, cause it was because uh, Trumbull must have told him about Christians. It had to be, yeah. Okay. So it just so happens... 
Tr- Christensen, played by the great Clue Gulliger, who we last saw in Return of the Living Dead. Yes, very good. He he's he thinks like they like they already got the land back, so he's got the party set up and everything. Dude, we again we've been seeing so much of the land developer thing. He's got the party going. Everybody's in tuxedos. He's got the fucking scale model of his mall suite built out and everything. This is where the Burger King. This is where the Chick Fil A goes. So this is where we're learning about that lack of emotional commitment that Max has. He's ready to just fucking haul off and like. John's like, you need a plan. And he's just like, oh, here's my plan. He just takes off. I like this. You guys didn't see this, but Murray's scratching his chest <laughs> like he's a fucking crack fiend. I got no plan. I'm just going to get in there and ruffle some feathers. So now we cut to the party with, with uh, Christensen, John Christensen. He's got the whole layout of the beautiful subdivision he's going to make. He's got one geek underling. Sir, you don't actually own all the land yet i own all this land will build a super slide over here all this like you would think they're getting ready to have like a fight to the death because everyone looks beautiful in their evening gowns and like tuxedos i think that's what he was gonna do yeah i mean that's what i would do if i was gonna do it and then fucking scummy army jacket wearing this motherfucker wouldn't be allowed in the army yeah he's sweating profusely while everybody else is Prim and proper. He's like, you, you fucking scumbag. These are people's lives you're dealing with. It's like, yeah, I'm giving people homes. You just want a fucking airfield that no one uses. But that's not the problem. Sprawl. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, I know. I love it. Sprawl. As he just lays out on the ground. And <laughs> he manspreads. Yes. He literally manspreads over the land and say, yes, of course. This is what we need right here. We need more room for my balls. And he's like, goons. Take him away. And they do. They take him away. And John's waiting outside. Who is that man? Should we get him? And John's waiting outside. And he's like, look, you're just too impetuous. You need to calm down. We need to come up with a plan. Even Rocky came up with a plan and learned some new things when he took out Clubber Lang. How the fuck do you know Clubber Lang? We get movies in Japan, asshole. It ain't like I'm living in another time, you know. It's like- yeah, I, I didn't want to make too much of a point. I put it in the notes, though. But he says, I watched it on the plane. <laughs> yes. <we're> just- <laughs> so- <laughs> so- <laughs> Did we land the little plane like on an airport and then get on a big plane? Exactly. Or did and- he have a little TV set up? That's the only reason. <laughs> I didn't want to be like, oh, my God, this show is ruined. No, it's just funny because we. No, don't. you're right, Griffith. Fuck this show. It took me out. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe that John Lee Van Cleef is a, a ninja now. Yeah, it was just so funny to me that because like, obviously I was like, okay, so he's got to be fucking with this kid. So he's like, look, kid, I'll teach you enough so you don't die. All right, now we get what we've been waiting for—that ninja training scene where we. <laughs> We see, because we got to obviously cover for Lee Van Cleef because he is an elderly man. So we got to have the stuntman in the ninja regalia. Fucking Max is just wearing sweatpants or some shit. Right. He's easily getting handled and everything. And he's he, like, what's up with that like patch he had on? Like, Lee Van Cleef had a patch on his ninja mask. I don't what? even know what it was. I think it was definitely that necklace thing that he had. Oh, maybe it popped up. It looked like it was supposed to be a butterfly, too, or something. I don't know. But he had it. So he could tell the ninja. I think, I mean, it's a smart move because all ninjas wear black. So you need something to this differentiate. Thing, yeah. So his was a patch that was just on the head. So clearly, uh, Max is getting handled and everything, and he's like, I don't know how to do this. And John's trying to explain to him, no, muscle memories are something that are learned. You can't just get it. Like, you have to 
bake it into your body. It's just, it's not something you can do once. So give me those sweet stand kicks. And sweet stand kick, he does. And fucking John is blocking every single one of them. Then we go into tightrope walking. Yeah. Of First, course, Max has to do it. He can't. Falls off. Yeah. And then we get in. Like, this wasn't a nice cut because we get the scene where obviously he's a stuntman. Like just grabs the rope, flings himself up, standing on there. And then we see the feet walking and it pulls up. And then it zooms in a little and then it pulls out. And then you see those little elderly eyes. Yes. Of yeah. Man no, they do a good yeah. job. Like what they don't do in uh, uh, Dirty Harry, they do in this movie. So, and then they're training so. with swords and shit and like kendo sticks and shit. And as they're taking a break, yeah, see up in a tree. Very, very exotic, mysterious figure. We recognize those eyes. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I like it or not, but Shokazugi's in a ninja outfit and he has a chainmail macrame pot holder yes. like, on his head. And he also has chainmail bracers and like uh, shin guards. So it's it's interesting. It yeah, it is interesting. But this is for our commercial break. We know there's a weird menacing min- ninja with chainmail, right. <laughs> chainmail macrame, holder. Thank you, yeah. hanging around. So we come back to, and John is telling Max, "You're on the right track, kid. You just." You know, I'm going to stick around town, too, because this guy, this Constantine, Karenstein. Christensen. Christensen. He bothers me, too. And I want to see this through with you, kid. And then all of a sudden, his balls just go up into his body. And he's like, ninja. I sense a presence. Was he fucking Darth Vader now? Like, sense a right. presence. Disturbance in the force. But then he just turns to Max and he's like, what do you think we should do, Max? And Max is like, I want to fuck with Christensen. I really want to get under his skin. Maybe get to him by his goons, Sheriff Kyle. And that's what they do. So they set up a little trap. They're waiting by the road. And they probably called in a false alarm, a 911 call. Yeah, hey, I saw somebody being raped. Oh, no, no they, they called in the 311. There was a freak funk uh, festival going on in the woods. Oh, I thought 311 was they would come celebrate our birthdays, but... <laughs> if only. They so, wish they could. They have to pay us for that, though. So, uh, John throws a shuriken, hits the, hits the tire, blows up. The car explodes. I don't That's know how right. that happens. It just does. They drag uh, Kyle out. <laughs> I, did, I noticed this, too. Where Max gets on the fucking CB and he's a hotline to the DA's office. Yeah. John jumps through the windshield (laughs) and stares daggers into Sheriff Kyle's eyeballs. And then they both get out. And then John, like, you know, John and uh, uh, Kyle are talking. And while they're talking, Max sneaks in behind, gets on the radio. Yeah, the CB radio in the police car. It's so fucking weird. So, and he, you see the close-up of him <laughs> tuning in. It's almost a Kyle Weather, Carl Weathers uh, <laughs> M&M shot. And John ties up Kyle. He zip-ties his thumbs together for good measure. and starts. <laughs> the zoom in on that was even better. <laughs> and he starts threatening Kyle. Kyle breaks like the bitch that he is, gives up Christensen and everybody, and then Max like, ha! We got you. And he shows the fucking little CB radio. This is going to the DA's office. And there's. Well, yeah, man, I got to think about it. 
this was like the dying days of that CB radio craze. So maybe the DA was really into <laughs> maybe CB the radio. Maybe the DA was into it. Yeah. So he's and like, rubber duck. I heard that. I heard everything he he's said. He's a drifter. So maybe he yeah. does know about the CB uh, yeah. world. He, of course he would. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a drifter, you know about CB. But they're still going to try to pump more information out of Sheriff Kyle. That's probably why everyone knows who Max Keller is. That's a CB handle. That Max might Keller. be it. That might be it. Yeah. And truckers are often uh, friendly with him. Yeah. So that makes sense. So they're trying to get more information out of them, but they're just not getting anything until John sneaks out of the shadows, puts a sword to the sheriff's throat, and he starts na- – oh, I think I went backwards there. No, you're Again. right. He, he reveals that, like, it's – apparently the police force is involved. The police reserves are the guys that were at the hangar. Okay. I don't know why they needed to, to like make the differentiation. But then the other big point that we didn't really get out of that – because you mentioned that they oh. hand everything over to the DA. They get Christensen's location. Right. And that's the, so they go to head over to take care of Christensen. So they're at the, outside the building. John's in his ninja garb. You got to love this scene. He's like, straight out of Spider Man. He's like, Max is like, he's like, all right, Max, you go in through the elevator. Well, how, where are you going to go? I'm going to go up too. The stairs? No, I'm going to climb. Puts on his Takajis, whatever the fuck they were called. I would have loved, I would have popped if they did a fucking Adam West Batman thing where they had Lee Van Cleef, like they put it sideways and he's like crawling yeah. up it. No, they just had a stunt man like going up it. Yeah. So, it didn't look good. It didn't look yeah, good. It didn't look, he looked like he was barely touching yeah. the, the surface. Yeah. And so Max just walks in. There's a guard there. Hey, yeah, I'm here with the pizza. I'm you- here to see uh, uh, John Christensen. Uh, he doesn't. Who the fuck are you? Hey, and then he like taps the guy in the nose to do the move. It doesn't work because <laughs> Max is an idiot. So he just punches the guard, knocks him out, gives him a concussion. And then he whispers to himself, go ninja, go ninja, go. While he's doing that, Christensen's getting ready to take. Apparently he got word that they're coming for him. So he's going to have a, he's going to chop her out. Yeah. Max has seen, uh, or not Max, but Christensen has seen on CCTV because he's got right. the, you know, closed circuit TV in his uh, office complex. Yeah, sweet, uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's seen that, like, there's people breaking in from the elevator ground, and he knows Max already because he interrupted his soiree. Yeah. So he's like, fuck this guy again. So he's getting his shit ready. He's doing it slowly. He's like, I'm going to get to my helicopter and get the fuck out of here. So Max gets on the floor that uh, Christensen in. There's guards waiting there. So he pulls out the old jacks, the ninja jacks. Right. And the guards are acting like normal guards would. They're not like, hey, we need to shoot you. Not like the police. Not like Dirty Harry. They're not like, we need to shoot you on the spot. They're like, come on, kid. Get the fuck out of here. And what does Max do? No, don't harm me. Throws kale traps at them. And they happen to wear Keto Abushi boots that are so paper thin. When they step on them, they well, hurt, they're like yeah. ow, and then they back. I think it was overkill when they did the power bomb into them. Though. Yeah, on each other. The guards power bombed each other. It was like, yeah. wait, what are you goofballs doing? But who's watching? A very exotic-looking security guard, like, mm, watching what's going on. Yeah, he was balding. He had a little plumber's tool in his hand, maybe I'm a like, toilet I'm like, plunger. I know that guy from something. You saw the twinkle in his eye. And then, yeah, he, like, well, he you... did wink at the camera. That was a little giveaway. Yeah, and then he walked through an audience. So now we cut to a room. We see the uh, guard in his underwear. And we see that mysterious guard, but it's not just any mysterious guard. This was a fucking. Gr- I really like this shot. 
Because I was like, oh shit, like Lee Van Cleef's gonna go on a in disguise as a guard or something. Like I, that's what I thought they were building up to because no. they start at the guard naked, well, nearly well, naked. This was kind of an irritating scene because it was such a you guys are idiots and we are going to feed it to you slowly so you can understand this scene because we get literally because uh, uh, spoiler alert this is no ordinary guard this is shokazugi in whiteface so we get flashbacks of that that exotic looking guy at the cloverleaf bar i i did not recognize him <laughs> <laughs> He's, he was in New York at the time. So I, I honestly looked at it. I was like, something's weird about that guy. And that was, was it. weird. It was Shokazuki in white face. It looked so odd. I don't know. It, it might have been because I just woke up. But I was like, yeah, that's it. I don't no. recognize this guy. <laughs> yes. I I liked so it. He, so we're getting flashback. We see that exotic guy at the Cloverleaf bar that was like talking about uh, John, like, that guy can handle himself. Now we know why. Yeah. Because it's show fucking Kazugi. He's been in white-facing the entire episode, showing up as white guys. He pulls off his fake eyebrows, the fake nose, slowly pulls some contacts out. Yeah. He went full-blown. He's like, good. even though nobody has any idea who the security guy is, he's like, I have to cover up my naturally brown eyes to have some round eye blue eyes. And it's fucking Shokazugi, and he we, puts on his ninja guard. Right. We also see that he was one of the guards in the office building we're yeah. in right now. Yeah, he was the one that winked at the camera. That's right. It's fucking Okasa. Okasa? Or, oh, yeah, it is. I thought it was Osaka. So Okasa. John finally made it up. He's, you can tell he's John because he has a patch on his ninja outfit. Right. And, then, and, and he's got his medallion hanging out. Right. And uh, show has the fucking uh, macrame on. Macrame. So John is in some kind of computer room. And you know it's computer because there's wearing gears. There's and tons of reels to reels moving like super fast and yeah. lights flashing. Punch card databases. So you and know it's some high tech shit. This yeah, is Star exactly. Trek level. Oh, no. This is Star Trek level. And they're they're both they seem to be both lurking in the same area but not near each other. I don't know what's you going on. You think their balls here. would be tingling like crazy. Exactly. But, yeah. And so we cut over to Max who has found Christensen's room and he just storms in. Of course the door is unlocked. Because he thinks that maybe women are waiting for him or something. He's getting ready to get on that chopper so he That's can take right. off. He's filling up his briefcase with all of his secret documents. All the incriminating evidence. That's right. And Max immediately hides behind. He's they actually got, had like uh, receipts for the gas they bought for the hangar. That's how. That's how. In, yeah. yeah. I love this, though, because his office building on the 40th floor has fucking brickwork in it. And I love it. I love it. Well, he's it. a classy guy. So he's I, a classy I love the fucking brickwork he's got going on here. But it it provides great cover for yeah, Max. Yeah, we learned that Max has picked up the one skill of a ninja hiding in the shadows. That's right. So he's like throwing his voice, like, hey, man, what's going on? Where are you going? And he like shoots at a fucking shadow. And he's yeah. like, and then we see like Max like walk in front of the camera, like, you know. And he's just pulling that shit, freaking out Christensen. Your two kids have been captured. He's just mocking him as he flows around the room. And finally, Christensen's like walking down one corridor into, you know, lighting and everything. And then in the shadows, in the foreground of the camera, we see Max appear with a shuriken in his hand. Hits him in the heart. Does he kill him? I think that's like, it's murder. I mean, it's murder. Yeah. I guess Max just gets away with it. It's literally 
a millimeter in Clue Gulliger's chest. It's like it's like that wouldn't do anything. It wouldn't even get to the fucking rib bones. Yeah, it was bad. The other bad thing I thought about it was that like you see how this stuntman sells the shuriken and both of his hands go to his face. So I was expecting him to have a shuriken in his eye. Is, one yeah. of those movies we did that I put the picture up where the guy... It was they, Revenge of the Ninja. Revenge of the Ninja with yeah. a special effect. Yeah. I was expecting that. Well, no. he was covering his face because he's a stuntman, so he's got to cover his face. Right. Yeah. He didn't... Like, they gave him bad direction there. But, yeah. Covers his face, and then they show it, and it's just barely peeking like out of dangling. his heart. It's dangling. It's a Nerf fucking yeah, shuriken. Yeah, you could blow on it and fall <laughs> out of his skin. So before we can, like, waste any more time on that, we get back to the real fight. Fucking show and Lee. Brother Okasa, Osaka. I knew you'd come. Okasa turns a corner. He draws this. He's had a bow and arrow with him. Shoots at uh, John. He dodges the first one. It hits the computer. I want to say, Murray, I'm sorry. I love this shit. Ninjas are fucking assholes. So you'd be like, I want a sword fight. I want a fist. No, a ninja would be like, I don't want to die. I don't want to be harmed. I want to fucking kill We're my opponent. We're also playing with the idea that Okasa has no honor. Because he's the villain. Because he's a fucking ninja. So he, John dodges his first arrow, catches the next two. We just get the cuts of like Lee Van Cleef with an arrow in his hand, just throwing them up. I like when he lit a cigarette off the one incoming arrow and smoked it. Max is like, hey, what's going on? Hey, I'll fight him. And Okasa, as frightfully so, just fucking handles Max. Another th- gets thrown into a fucking supercomputer. Yes. Building a villain. I mean, they did it in short order here, but they built the villain better. So Okasa throws a little of those like ninja smoke bombs. He's fucking fucking with John. Doesn't know where he's coming, and now the sword fight. We got back and forth and back and forth, and we're like, how the fuck are we going to do anything with this? And we're seeing that, of course, Akasa's more agile because John's going he's in for... half the age of John. Well, yeah. yeah. John is going in for like a low... Uh, do you think this is show or is this a stuntman? I would imagine this would be show, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, it, I think show would want to do it, but, you know, the... You don't want to risk your yeah. main guy. But then again, he's wearing a mask most of the time. Yeah, I I, I don't know what to I say. Know. I'm going to say I think it's show. I think show's doing it. But John thinks he's got a nice low horizontal sweep coming in, going to hit maybe uh, his opponent in the Achilles or something, just running around useless. As we, yeah, was there some Totec blood in? I John? thought there was some uh, Totec energy. They always go for the Achilles. I felt Totec energy when I was watching this. Yeah. But show does a nice backflip. It Sho- runs up the wall into the backflip. Shokasaka. Yeah, Shokasa. Shokasa does a nice backflip, and then he reveals he's got a new apparatus, and it looks like just like a 16, 18 inch steel pole with two blades on either end. Yeah. And so you're like, oh. First, it looks like a pole, then he clicks a button, and then blades shoot out both ends. Yes. And then they're fighting back and forth, and then he's got a new trick up his sleeve. This is a classic Shokazuki. Yeah, Show, I guarantee you, Show does. Show absolutely. He does this in all of his shit. He fucking like twists it, and now it turns into a pair of nunchucks. 
And he's fucking going with the fucking uh, John. They're going back and forth. But John ultimately does win the fight. He's the master. Of course That's he does. That's right. He's the master. He so uses, show, pins showdown. He ends up having to use his hands to decapitate. Decapitate? Incapacitate. Incapacitate. Thank you. I knew I was doing that wrong. So John wins the fight, but Okasa's like, I am not the last. We will get you. We don't still don't know what the issue is between them. I hope they flesh that out in later episodes. And we're going to do all 13 episodes. Right. So uh, Max brushes himself off. Like you said, never, no cells. He's literally hurled through things and just walks, walks away from it. And he's like, don't turn your back on that guy. He's like, it's okay, young man. His artery has been severed. There will be no more fighting from him. What'd you use? My fingers. Wow! So, isn't, like, show dead now? You fucking severed an artery? You just bleed out? He's not going to get to a hospital in time. He's not going to get anybody who can treat the wound so he can treat the wound? Maybe, yeah, there's probably some ninja magic. And we see, like, uh, show like, struggling. He's going for that katana. He wants to still fight, but his artery is He does, separate. like, a nice little effigy there where he picks it up and points it at him, and he's got the blood all over his hands. It's good. So John explains, like, this ninja Zokasa, he was a former student of mine, and but now he's a, he's a master himself. It's very much building up for the future of this series. Right. The, the very near future. End of this series. So the boys, they're in their van. John sleeping and all. Well, he's not, not sleeping yet. He's like fiddling with his little medallion. That's right. And we've learned that Holly did know uh, his daughter, and she gives him the next clue, which is go to Atlanta. That's, Atlanta. A, that's a long way away. Well, where um, are we? Where is Ellerston? I don't even know where it is. They're supposed to be in California. Are they? I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well. All the adventures they're going to have going across the country. I know. I'm excited. I, I really hope we get an episode across every state. But I feel like 90% of them are going to happen in California for some reason. Uh, well, it, they'll definitely be filmed in California. So John's playing with that little medallion. He's like, this is a symbol of my house. He's like, what's up with that medallion? Symbol of my household. And Osaka wanted to claim it to prove that he had killed me. And now he's like, John's like, I'm, I'm going to take a little nap. I've been old man still. I need my naps. I need my ninja nap. So he's he's sleeping, and then a biplane. Fucking Demi Moore has like the World War One like fucking like leather red cap with the scarf yeah. and all this bullshit. She's going full Red Baron, and she like prop dusts him. Literally, yeah. And then John, John's like, "Did you fart? No, that's Holly. How'd you know? A ninja knows." And then he goes back to sleep. And now we're off to all the amazing adventures for the next 12 episodes. And Murray, we're off to the amazing future that is Golden Globus Theater. I can't imagine we got in store for people after a Christmas in July. I'll tell you what we got in store. We're going to make it up for you. You know, we kind of phoned it in this week because, like I said, Griff doesn't care hey, about you. Hey, 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 We deserve vacations, too. That's true. We've literally been Griff. coming to my house every week for Five years. Well, I've been coming. You've been living here. I Griff, Russ never sleeps, and neither does Golden Globus Theater. So I'm going to make it up to you guys next week with a fucking Golden Globus guy. We first show Kazugi. Who else? Well, this movie, he's not the star because he's never the star because people were jealous of his power. 
uh, a listener recommended this movie to me. I watched it. I said, yes, this is Golan Globus uh, worthy episode. It's a little movie called McBain. Starring Christopher Walken. He's the star. But the real star is one Mr. Steve motherfucking James. And to make it even sweeter, a little Michael Ironside on the side. On the Ironside. I want that. So this movie is not a canon movie, but it fucking feels like a canon movie. Five men's lip. Five men's. Five men liberate Colombia. From an evil dictator. Yeah, but are we going to fart check this movie? (laughs) No, I will not fart check it, but if that guy on Twitter wants to fart check it, he's more than welcome. All I'm going to do is keep it warm.